I got online and found that when natural citrine is exposed to heat, it turns white. It's one of the ways you can know if you have a real citrine or if it's a fake. However, the heat has to be over 200 degrees before it will change the crystal's color. I fell asleep with a citrine in my hand and woke up with it in my hand. It was clear, dark yellow when I fell asleep, but when I woke up, half of it had turned cloudy white. How did the temperature of me get to over 200 degrees to change the crystal's color without me being burned? You've entered into the world of alternate realities. Here, paradigms are shifted. Minds are blown and veils are lifted. Actual supernatural experiences are brought to life through storytelling by the people who experience them. Welcome to Adventures in Mysticism with Leah Grant, where the esoteric is explored and consciousness is expanded. Visit adventuresinmysticism.com to further your spiritual development through Leia's latest offerings. And now we continue with this episode's mystical adventure. I was always drawn to rocks. I had a rock collection as a child. Some I'd picked up from riverbeds or the beach. And others I had begged my parents to buy me on vacations. I had a display of them in my room. One of my friends had a rock tumbler. It was awesome. We would pick rhubarb out of her backyard and suck on it as we watched rough rocks be transformed into these shiny, beautiful mini art pieces merely by being tumbled around over and over and over and over. My love of rocks followed me, and as a college freshman, I opted to take geology as one of my science courses. While the students in the class mostly fell into two camps, those who took the course because they were geology majors and those who took it because they heard it could be an easy A, I took it because I genuinely wanted to learn more about rocks. The class didn't disappoint. My real introduction to crystals, though, was by the beings who had healed me in the Garden of the Gods. As I shared in the episode titled Spontaneous Healing, I had been led to purchase a necklace to wear close to my thyroid. It was a perfect amethyst crystal in a silver setting. You could see right through the light purple. It was so pristine. The crystal fell out of the setting about three to six months after I started wearing it. I felt it slide down my blouse and it landed on the carpet. When I picked it up, there was an inclusion that hadn't been there before. I could understand if the crystal had fallen out and gotten chipped or scratched, but the outside was untouched. I might have even understood if it had fallen on a hard surface, but it hadn't. The imperfection was inside the crystal, 
And it now had this almost lightning bolt pattern of fogginess within it. In asking around what could cause that, I was told that the crystal had taken a hit for me, meaning that although the mass had been spontaneously removed from my neck so I would avoid surgery in the spontaneous healing, the cause or the creation of that had actually been absorbed by the crystal. I saved it to remind me of the power that crystals have, but opted not to get it put back in the setting as wearing the cause of the illness, if indeed that is what happened, didn't seem like a wise thing to do. After that, I was hooked. I started seeking out more crystals. First, I picked out crystal jewelry to wear and display around my home. I picked the ones that looked pretty or would match the room I planned to put them in. Then my mom bought me a book on crystals and I was entranced. It seemed that certain crystals had been used over the years for healing, protection, and to amplify certain traits. They weren't these inert, pretty things. They had their own purpose for being here and their own set of skills, and one of them was to heal. Wanting to know more, I purchased a huge book that seemed like it had all the crystals in it. I loved it because it had the metaphysical meanings of each crystal. I have no idea what happened to my copy of that book. I might have loaned it to someone or lost it in one of my many moves. I'm not exactly sure. All I know is that I no longer have it, and it now sells for over $50 a copy. After that book, I began purchasing crystals more strategically, though notice that many times they seem to not have the energy the book said they were to possess, even after following the instructions to activate them. Then something else began to happen the crystals started communicating with me. I honestly don't remember the first time it happened, but I was walking around in a metaphysical store at some point and I heard something say it wanted to go home with me. I walked over to the area it came from and was immediately drawn to an amethyst bracelet. I picked it up and put it on and felt this sense that it was mine, so I bought it. Amethyst is a crystal that I have repeatedly been drawn to, and I own several. It's considered nature's tranquilizer and has a multitude of benefits from calming one's stress to balancing hormones and from physical regeneration to dissolving negativity. It also is an amplifier of the life force within you. Following that first time, I have heard other crystals say they wanted to go home with me. I realized that these stones were picking me. Whenever they did pick me, they were always more alive in their energy. So I decided it was best to let them choose me over me choosing them. Many of the stones that picked me would just go home with me and 
either be wearables, necklaces, or bracelets, or they would be placed as decoration in various rooms of my house. However, there are three times I recall specifically that the stones had something else in mind. The first time was when I was attending the Conscious Life Expo in Los Angeles. To say there's a lot of energy flying around in an event like that is an understatement. It can be intense. I always enjoyed it, though, typically being able to allow energy to flow through me rather than allowing it to stick to me. This particular time I attended, there was a part of the ballroom I felt had a very dark heaviness to it. When I walked down that far aisle, there was an exhibitor booth there that had never been to the expo in the other years I'd attended. It was a voodoo booth. As I walked by, keeping my distance, the four people in the booth trained their eyes on me and it felt like they were trying to bore a hole clear through to my soul. I could sense their darkness and see that they were there to recruit and suck energy. I knew that they knew that I knew. I couldn't get past them fast enough. Shortly thereafter, I walked past a table and a bracelet said, buy me. I stopped and realized it was a black obsidian chunky bracelet that was speaking to me. Black obsidian is a protector stone. It can provide deep grounding and protection. Two things I was appreciative of having some support with at that moment. This one was not polished. The stones were cut unevenly and they were strung together with string but the stones felt energetically powerful, so I bought it. I slipped it over my wrist and immediately felt better. I wore it the rest of the event. I'm still drawn to wear it when I attend large public events or when I fly. A few more booths down from the one I bought the Black Obsidian bracelet from, I again got the message to buy another Blackstone bracelet. This one was made of polished, shiny black onyx, which is also a protecting and grounding stone. It is known to protect one from the evil eye and to release negativity. I bought it and wore it the rest of the event on the other wrist. One of perhaps the most interesting interactions I've had with a crystal besides the amethyst that took the hit for me, was with a citrine. It was about five years ago. I was waiting for my room at the infrared sauna place I go to in town to relax and detox. The lobby had some stuff for sale, but I didn't even realize until that day they sold crystals. Most of the merchandise was CBD oils and creams. I had my back to the shelves. I saw a yellow stone briefly as a flash before my eyes and then heard, take me home with you. I wasn't even sure where the crystal was. I was guided to turn around. When I did, my eye was drawn to the second shelf down where some crystals were stacked in a woven bowl. There weren't very many of them. 
the one speaking to me was partially buried and not easily visible. I pulled it out to reveal that it was chunky and wide on one end and skinny on the other, like a misshapen teardrop that was also spiky. I tended to like my crystals attractive and smooth, and this one looked like the pickaxe hadn't been very nice to it. I put it back in the bowl as I was called into my room. When I came out, though, it called to me again. I knew that crystal needed to go home with me, so I bought it and left. Its yellow color indicated to me that it was a citrine, but I looked it up when I got home just to be sure and confirmed my theory. I also learned when I looked it up that citrine is considered a manifestation stone that helps bring your desires to life, as well as infusing joy and emotional balance. It brings to light all areas of your life. It also helps with the brain and mind, enhancing intelligence and wisdom and curbing memory loss. Interestingly, six months earlier, I had been in a car accident and had a brain injury. I was experiencing some cognitive issues, including memory. I assumed this is why the stone had come to me. When I got home, I walked around the house trying to figure out where it went. It didn't seem to belong anywhere. So I sat it on my nightstand, figuring it could help my brain heal while I slept at night. That night, I got into bed and I heard it say, sleep with me. So I reached over in the dark and picked it up, rolled it over in my hand. It was then that I noticed that it was the perfect size and shape to fit in my palm comfortably. I adjusted myself on my side and fell asleep holding the stone. I woke up eight-ish hours later with it still in my palm and my fingers curled around it. I slept with it like that for almost a month. Then one morning I woke up and instead of it being the clear, deep yellow it had been when I bought it, part of it was a lighter yellow than it had been and the other part was cloudy white. It had changed colors seemingly overnight. I got online and found that when natural citrine is exposed to heat, it turns white. It's one of the ways you can know if you have a real citrine or if it's a fake. However, the heat has to be over 200 degrees before it will change the crystal's color. I fell asleep with it in my hand and woke up with it in my hand. How did the temperature of me get to over 200 degrees to change the crystal's color without me being burned? I have not solved this scientific mystery. I did read that there have been cases where a person's energy interacting with a crystal will change the colors of it. They claimed this was the energy of the crystal and your energy intertwining. The thought of that was uncomfortable to me. I didn't know the history of this stone. Did I want it intertwining with me? Was it helping me to manifest my desires? And if so, which one or ones?
Or did it have some other agenda? Was it taking the hit for my, again, with my brain injury? After all, it had picked me and it had suggested the arrangement of sleeping with me. Since I didn't have a way of answering these questions, I haven't slept with it since. Hopefully I'm not missing out on its potential purpose of assisting me to bring forth one of my fabulous dreams. Now the owner of a large crystal collection, I continue to be wowed by their beauty, fascinated by their energy, and intrigued by what sentience they may have that's unknown thus far to us. Thank you for tuning in. I'll be away on vacation next week. So instead of a story, I have a special episode for you. I'll be sharing my ecstatic meditation one, that I told the story of how it came to be created and got recorded in the Channeling Angels episode. Until then, remember that your spiritual journey is a supernatural adventure in and of itself. Enjoy the unfolding and embrace the unknown. Thank you for joining today's Adventures in Mysticism with Leah Grant. To go on more journeys with Leah, subscribe now. To step more fully into your spiritual role of bringing about a positive, high-frequency future for humanity, visit adventuresinmysticism.com.